Algar Productions. Algar Productions. I'm Amanda, and this is Al. Hello. And we're trying. This week, we went to the Ape Caves. That's it. That's all we did. It was a big one, so we're just going to do the one thing this time, I think. I had another suggestion, but it wasn't really a suggestion so much as a non-suggestion. It was lame. It was lame. This was not lame. This was not lame, but it was a big, it was a big to-do. It was. Initially, we were going to do this as a, as a day trip. It's in the same state as we are. It's in southern Washington. We're in Seattle. So we thought, okay, we'll, we'll pop down there and then we'll come back. But it's not physically that far away. No, as the crow flies, it's not. But oh boy. Or as the otter swims. It, it's a like you take the, the main freeway down for a while when that part's easy. And then uh, da, da, da. that part's easy, except you get stuck in Tacoma for 30 hours. Uh, yeah. Which this is going to turn into the Screw You Tacoma show, but that's Good. okay. I'm all right with that. Uh, but then I, there's there's this old riddle about um, you can never get to a destination because you're always halfway there. Like you go 50% further, like it's four miles, then it's two is miles. Is this another one, one of your mile. Zork things? Yes, actually it is in Zork. But we'll we'll have plenty of time for that. Later. <laughs> plenty of time to talk about Zork. But every time we went like this side road would show us a sign. It was it was half as far as it used to be, but we were never there. It was always incre- like incrementally. Is it uh, because you terrible. forgot the grain? No, no, I did not forget the grain or the fox or the chicken. It was a very noisy car ride. It was a very noisy car ride. If you'd remembered the grain, then the chicken could have eaten the grain. The grain could have eaten the fox, and everything would have been a lot quieter. Well, I still don't know what the fox says, even after all that noise. I think it's ra-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa. I don't think so. Uh, the apes said nothing, though. That was a little disappointing. You were disappointed that there was no cryptozoological uh, creatures in that cave? Well, I don't. I believe there's no such thing as mysterious. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the urban myth is that this is called the ape caves because somebody thought they saw Bigfoot there. And yeah, a cave ape. Yeah, we, we like, okay... Obviously, there's no Bigfoot there, but maybe there'll be a sign or an interesting plaque or a like the, the tour guides, the, the rangers will tell an interesting story about how they almost saw Bigfoot or whatever. But it turns out that's not actually the secret origin of Ape Cave at all. The gift shop had some like Bigfoot keychains. Yeah, but you know what I what I thought we might see is like the rangers say. I saw, but you know, that, that cheesy thing yeah. that they do something. Well, Doug over there thinks he didn't, but Debbie swears she saw Bigfoot. You they know. might have done that for the kids, but they were mostly just talking about, like, uh, preservation and all that kind of stuff when, when we were walking by, right. not making eye contact. Yeah, exactly. No, um, the, it's called the Ape Caves because after it was discovered, they sent, as you do, they sent a troop of Boy Scouts down to map it out. To see if it's safe. Yeah, I guess those are the boy canaries Scouts in our in coal mine. Cave, yeah. Yeah. In the cave mines. And and it happens that this Boy Scout troop was called the Apes. I guess that's their mascot or whatever. So Also, given our experience in the caves, sending children was probably the safest, best option. Well, yeah, we like are not hugely athletic people. We're both active, but not I'm, athletic, I would say. I'm like not like a, you know, an overnight camper, but I am a pretty... 
Well, like, you, you do a lot of hiker. walking, and you and yeah. I, between the two of us, have lost a considerable amount of weight in the last year or two. Like, we're both active. Due to my judgment bracelet. Yes. What which, tells me what to do. Your judgment bracelet underground was useless. It told us we walked a mile, and we walked, like, 30. Yeah, but, it, it's not so good at spelunking. Right. But, and, oh, yes, we need to use the word spelunking as much as yes, possible. Yes, spelunk. Yes. Um... But yeah, we we are both not like I'm a little out of shape, but I could handle it. I wasn't winded or anything by this. You've but... gone on some of my death marches with me where I'm like out and about for like, yeah, you we, know. we went for a five mile walk and I didn't really think much of it. It's not yeah. a big deal. And I'm not bragging about that. I can't run a marathon or anything like that. I'm What I'm saying is I'm God, the thought of running a marathon. No, but I'm not like I'm not completely out of shape. I can handle a fair amount of uh, vigorous activity, but that said, as we were carefully making our way over some rocks, children would just run right by us. They were just like spiders, and they, they would like go all the way up, and then they'd come all the way back down again because they were waiting for their slow... Yeah, mom, like, mom, come on! What's taking so long, Mom? Why aren't you going faster? Mom, 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 Mom! Yeah. And then one of them that was doing it was going back and forth across like two or three times, just like zipping by us, and then they fell and hurt themselves, and it was... You know, it was a little funny. I wondered if you were going to tell the listeners you thought that was funny or if we were just going to keep that between ourselves. I mean, when have I ever kept that sort of thing to myself? I guess that's Why would that start true. now? I guess that's probably I true. think my enjoyment of it this time really came from my envy or jealousy, whichever one is the correct one, of the kid being able to get back and forth with no problem, though. Well, we had a lot of, like... We were expecting some confusion, like your jealousy, envy, confusion between stalactites and stalagmites, but it turns out there were neither of those really to be seen. So stalactites that was are venomous, right? And stalagmites are poisonous. Are poisonous. And one will see you later, and one will see you after a while. Yes. Uh huh. And one of them smiles up, and the other one smiles down. I don't know that one. What does that actually I think it's alligators for? and crocodiles. Uh, all right. <laughs> also, you know, smiling down. I'm pretty sure that's the expression. Yeah, when animals smile, I think they're about to eat you, so it doesn't mean the same thing to them, so I hope I never get close enough to see either of them smile. <laughs> but we did uh, have some magma lava confusion, because I made the hilarious joke that the floor was lava, and then immediately, like, well, actually myself, and so maybe it's magma. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know which one is which. But I still wanted to say the floor is lava, and so I did. Because uh, the, the thing is, it's a volcanic cave, if we hadn't mentioned that. Yeah, I don't think we had, because no. we're, we're great at uh, telling stories. Uh, stories about piñatas. Uh-huh. Um, stories about volcanoes. Yeah. Propane. It's it's part of the, um, I don't know if it's actually part of Mount St. Helens, but it's sort of connected it's to the whole... It's part of their visitor center. Right. The whole system of uh, elaborate volcano. Like, it's the same volcanic system, or whatever you call it. And it was all, like... A lot of black lava rock with, like, bubblies in it, which was really cool. Looking. Yeah, it was. It was very, very cool. Um, uh, Mount St. Helens is fairly close to here. Uh, I, I was alive. You weren't yet, but I was little and I remembered this. It was terrifying in 1980. Back when they were doing cave paintings on walls. Uh-huh, which we saw some of. Yes. Um, but now Mount St. Helens erupted uh, unexpectedly in 1980 and freaked everyone in this region out because it is a giant volcano. And if it had full on erupted, everyone in Seattle and then everywhere else would have been dead. I am told uh, from my family that uh, up in up in B.C. you could see like the smoke. Coming yeah. And from that's it, like 200 like was... miles north 
over an international border. It was very nerve-wracking. Yeah. But when we were looking this up uh, to try and remember when it was, uh, it turns out that it did again more recently? Yeah, because I was like, okay, when was the t- the time that Mount St. Helens erupted big, like that, that big eruption it had? In like 1980, 81, something like that. And Google said, Mount St. Helens most recently erupted in 2008. And I was like, wait a minute, I, I lived here in 2008. Did that did that happen? Are we all dead? I, I is the is the island purgatory? I don't know. I guess so. Okay. No, I just like the thing is there is a giant, mostly dormant volcano that will kill us all if it. You erupts. know, mostly. That's what you want to hear about uh-huh. volcanoes. Mostly. And and I I wasn't really thinking that when we were down there. I wasn't really thinking that we would be covered in in molten rock i really think that was the least of our worries like of all the ways we were gonna die in that cave that one was pretty down pretty far on the list but um it was actually genuinely a little more dangerous than i was expecting like i thought it was going to be like zero dangerous with like handrails and stuff yeah Um, no there was no i mean there was a ladder to get out that's it everything else you were on yeah like to go in and go out and this was I, 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 we don't have the numbers right in front of us. It was definitely two point something miles. Like 2.4 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was it was a lot of walk. And because you're going over and under a lot of things, it feels like a lot more than that. It's not actually a lot of, like, distance, but it took a long time to get over all of the various it, treacherousness. It took us three or four hours to get through the whole thing, and we really only, like, took a prolonged stop once. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we took a couple little breaks to let some folks get by. Very, very short breaks, like two minute breaks. Like for the mountain goats, we're just like, please, mountain goats, please go in front of us. Right. Let let us just move at our own pace. We were also taking it pretty pretty slow because I didn't want to fall and die. Well, you were carrying a bunch of stuff. You brought your fancy camera down there, and um, uh, you had a backpack full of uh, uh, you know things that they tell you to bring yeah i brought the things the, the light sources and things like i didn't think we were gonna need them but what if we did i didn't want to yeah. die in a cave because i didn't do yeah. basic stuff but as you say it was a bit treacherous and i could see getting seriously hurt down there there were some pits some proper pits and one of the things i actually thought was kind of cool about it is also one of the things that's probably a little dangerous about it is that there's not a bunch of signs saying beware this and don't do that yeah and i think part of that is because it's like a living cave so they don't want to do anything that's gonna kill the cave off which is cool and it looked and this this sounds like a weird thing to say but it all looked very real um well I mean, I have a Star Trek podcast and I've watched hundreds of episodes of Star Trek set in fake ass caves and they don't look like this. No. Uh, also, I watched those same episodes you with have, you. Yes. And yeah, this did not look like a dentist's office or like paper like it was mache. made out of paper mache. Yeah. yeah, no, this was this was very unique looking. Also, if you didn't bring light sources, you wouldn't be able to move around like you. You need light. There is no natural light whatsoever. And that seems obvious. You're in a cave, but you think maybe there's a hole maybe there's some I or, don't know. or maybe it's like in video games and there's like bioluminescent uh yeah moss, moss on or the walls. something uh there, there was none of that no and if your lamp had gone out we would have been eaten by a Gru. there's a zork reference for you mm-hmm. that's the one everyone knows mm-hmm. okay you got what, what other zork references you want to get out of your system well you had the lantern and i was just like the lantern is always right there with the sword that glows mm-hmm. blue when uh when when danger shows up god the very thought of carrying a sword like carrying a light source was yeah. already like oh don't fall don't mm-hmm. trip and fall don't burn yourself on ah fuck i burnt myself on the lamp of course i burnt myself yeah. on the goddamn lamp and at least we did not find ourselves in a maze of twisty passages all alike
That that's for you, one person who has played Zork. I actually played a, a different game when I was a kid in caves, and I was mostly just thinking about that. It was like a Spelunker's adventure. Well, the, the or very like that. the very first text adventure ever was called Colossal Cave Adventure, and a bunch of games spun off from that, so they might have a common ancestor. But in, in any case, I'm a big nerd who played a lot of old text games set in a cave, and so that was the thing I thought of the most, just cause. Also, uh, the lantern. I gotta say was pretty cool like it gave off sort of like the fire glow so everything was sort of lit uh in a flickery red light that's another thing that again this sounds really douchey and i hate putting it this way but it made it seem very real like this is a real thing that's happening no i get like a life experience kind of thing it didn't feel like a theme park it felt like an actual natural park where they just said here is where you can go but don't you know don't pee there and don't drop your trash there and don't, you know. And, you know, it made me feel a little bit like a slack-jawed idiot, maybe just because I hadn't, I, I'd never been really in a cave before. Like, I'd kayaked by caves, but I don't I've never think been, a, like, in a cave. You make it sound like that's a common human experience. If you don't live near this stuff, it's not a thing you would see. And also, we're trying, you know, we're trying eh, uh. to... Uh, no, seriously, though, you and I are attempting to see things we haven't seen before, so. Yeah, no, and I would say this is definitely a life experience. Like, it's something that was yeah. cool to have. This is done. almost like a bucket list thing for me. Yeah. Like, a, I, there are certain types of things that exist in the earth that I would love to see, and now I've seen one of them. It's pretty cool. Um, You talk about the lantern. For a while, you were carrying it and walking ahead of me, yeah. and it, this was not your fault at all, but you'd be climbing and it would be right at eye level to the point like because it's so dark there light would blind me and i had a real hard time until we figured out oh maybe i'll carry the lantern and you carry the small flashlight and that would be easier and uh it's also uh me trying to help get the light in the right spot for your feet we are at very different height levels we're very different height levels and because your legs are shorter than mine you walk slower and so we're never really walking at the same pace and it was just hard to kind of get ourselves lined up for that also there wasn't a lot of good places you could go sort of side by side right no it's definitely a lot of single file type stuff um i would say it, it wouldn't look as cool but i would say if i had it to do again wearing a light on your head seems like the best like your old like your standard miner's helmet type thing we were actually looking at some of those at the like the walgreens or wherever where we've got the flashlights mm -hmm. and i <laughs> I stood in front of the flashlight aisle for an uncomfortably long time, like wondering, like, is this a good idea? Well, it's, it was Should a it brand new experience fun? to us. Like, what what is required here? I don't know. We were taking our best guess. I was just doing the things that the website said, and the website yeah. didn't say that one thing or the other was better. So I was like, okay. And then we got there, and I saw everyone wearing the headlamps. So I went into the the gift shop, and I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. about those headlamps? And they're like, nah, man, we are out of them. But you can have this like fire lamp. And I'm like, ooh. Well, that okay. looked cooler, and hopefully you got a good picture or two out of that. But I got some okay pictures and you guys will see those up on the tumblr um i will say this uh it's not a great photo opportunity place um as far as lighting goes because like we we're saying it's 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 like black 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 mm -hmm. black 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 uh so uh, even with a lantern and a flashlight you're not going to get a ton of good photos and if i had to do it over again i say i probably wouldn't pack the whole kit with me it just wasn't like worth the right. extra weight and the extra like stopping right um but we did get a cool a couple of cool ones anyway that's good um i i 
was approaching it from the perspective of someone who yeah, edits a lot of sound. And I just like, wow, I would lo- like apart from the dripping, which was constant because that's just a cave thing. The sound was just like there was no echo at all. It didn't sound like a cave to me, the traditional cave that you have. It sounded like if I recorded there, the acoustics would just be perfect. And um, you've done a lot of sketches and scenes and stuff in caves. and I always put reverb on yeah. the voices because that's how you know you're in a cave. But if you yelled real, real loud, it would not have echoed in there. No, you, there was a lot of, huh, I can't hear you. And I thought you could because I was right next to you. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed my voice would carry through there and not the case. It was also very drippy. Which yeah. I guess is a feature of a like a living cave. Yeah. Um, which I was not expecting. I got like cave water all over my glasses. Yeah. I was drenched in sweat and it was forty degrees Fahrenheit down there, which is uh for, for those of you who speak Celsius, like almost water free like we could see our, our breath the whole time. It was actually, yeah, like the but the website was very clear about that that it'd be cold and so I dressed for yeah, winter we, time. Yeah, we went there on July second. So we expected, you know, like hot weather, but the, it was really, really cold. And, and they we, were very clear about that. And they yeah. told us again before we went in, hey, listen, bozos, did yeah. you read the website? You know you need to bring light, right, dummies? And yeah. you also know it's going to be cold? Listen, you big dumb idiots, is it going, it's going to be cold down there. No, you could see your breath yeah. the whole time. But all that said, I was still drenched in sweat. Me and too. Not, not in a, I'm winded, I'm, I'm exhausted, I can't handle this way. Just in a, it took a lot of exertion to get through a, a lot of the things. Um, it was a lot more crowded than I expected, probably because we went on a holiday weekend. Yeah, and uh, we there was sort of two ways you could go. There was like an easy way and a hard way. And we picked the hard way, not because we think we're such cool, tough mountain climber types, because no. we are not. Uh, but we thought that there would be fewer kids and like less big groups of folks going that way. There may uh, have been. This it, may have been the lighter, yeah. like, we, it's hard to say. But it was, it was, it was pretty crowded. And it's a little stressful uh, trying to do something difficult that you're not super familiar with um when you've got other people who are one they really know what the hell they're doing which is annoying uh and two they're they're behind you and they're sort of waiting for you and there's not a lot of good spots to sort of pull over and like just let people pass well and this is the thing i don't want to i don't want to fixate a lot on this but i do want to acknowledge it i i do suffer from pretty bad social anxiety in situations where I feel like I'm in people's way mm-hmm. where like a good example would be in traffic where I feel like I need to be getting out of the way because there are a lot of cars waiting for me. Or if I'm in a store that's super crowded and I'm taking too long selecting something and I feel like everyone's waiting for me. And this was a not good setting for that because there were a lot of people who knew what they were doing. And every time I slowed down, I felt like I was holding them up and you could just see the lights on their helmets behind you lining up. And it was just it was a little stressful for me. And, and the bobbing you know. lights of stress getting closer to like, as we're OK, trying to now everyone's out. gone. Yeah. And then there's more lights coming like, oh, that sucked. And we're trying to figure out where to put our feet and where not to right. like twist our ankles. And there's also because it's it's drippy. There's also big old puddles. So you're trying to yeah. be aware of that. And you're trying to sort of take in the ambiance. Yeah, you want to see it. You don't yeah. want to just rush through it. And so a lot of that uh, triggered some anxiety for me. That wasn't great. But also again, I don't trapped wanna... far beneath the earth. Well, yeah, there was the, the, the fight or flight reflex, basically. Well, there is nowhere to flight to. And I am a coward, so I can't fight. So now what do I do? And there wasn't really a good going back? No. We, there, was a, there was the one point that was the worst. And this was bad for both of us, not in terms of anxiety, just in terms of a, a difficult obstacle. Yeah, there was a... Um, it was like a sheer 
uh, spot that you had to climb up. Yeah, and the, they, you had the floor, and then the next floor above you was like, I, I don't know. It was taller than eight me. feet, yeah. 10 feet, something like that. And so um, part the way up, there was one foothold, but there wasn't a second foothold. So you had to grab some like knobbly rocks on the top, put your one foot in the spot, brace your other foot against the wall and sort of pull yourself up. Mm-hmm. And I do not have the upper body strength in order to do that. You, I think, wouldn't have had too much of a problem, especially if there was a second foothold. If there was a second foothold, I would have been totally fine. I did not wear the right footwear for it. Like for the other 99% of the cave, my chucks were totally fine. I did not feel the need to go out and buy some special. Yeah, I didn't picture any mountain climbing because I figured a cave was a cave. I didn't think we were going up. Thought we were going down and maybe over some rocks, but not. There like, was a lot more up climbing than I thought there was there going was. to be. And maybe I should have read the website better. Maybe that's on me. But like that was the only time where having uh, a more treaded uh, shoe might have been good. Actually, when we got to that difficult spot, I f- had like a powerful flashback to uh, listening to a buddy of mine, Amy, tell mm. me about these caves, and. She told me that there was this hard part in mm-hmm. the cave, and I didn't particularly remember that because we were talking about it years ago, but sure. it's probably what gave us the idea to go there in the first place was she just said, yeah, it's a really cool experience. And, it was a really cool And it experience. was really cool, but uh, she told she definitely told me about this, and I just spaced it and forgot about it. Like, I knew, yeah. uh, but I didn't remember it, and uh, it was there was a bit of uh, indignity because there were some dudes who just sort of climbed up because they had no problem. Oh, and yeah. They were like, hey, uh, you know, if you're having a little trouble, we can help you, and I'm like, oh, I don't want help. We are both very proud people, so it's hard to oh, accept the help, and we did end up re- having to... It was really nice of them to offer, and it they was. were totally cool about it, and they it wasn't gross or no, weird. No, 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 no. The thing is, on the one hand, there's my anxiety, and there's my, I feel like I'm putting people out. On the other hand, there was a genuine feeling of, here are some humans seeing other humans mm-hmm. having a difficult time. They have nothing to gain from helping them, and they're helping them, and I felt like, it was sweet. I felt touched by that. There were some guys who helped a know. mom up, like, because the kids yeah. got up no problem, and then she was just having trouble because she was you my You can't height. leave her kids up there at yeah. that point. And she, you know, she's my height, and it was yeah. it was quite a bit tall yeah. uh, to get up. That was the only physically difficult thing for me, and yeah. I did end up having to get the guy. We, we grabbed wrist to wrist, and he pulled me up, and that was good. Maybe I could have warmed my way up there eventually. I don't know. But because of the anxiety issue, because of the self-consciousness and... and there never being enough time to just have, give it a go. Yeah, like there were always people waiting, and so I could never stop. Yeah, we waited there for a little bit because we thought, okay, yeah. listen, we just want to take a minute. I'm sure we can do this. The thing is, if I fucked up by myself, mm-hmm. I'd be okay. If I fuck up in front of people, I get real self conscious about it. So and I just wanted to be alone. For, no, no, no. If you were there to hold the light, and I could just give it a couple yeah. of tries, that would have been fine. But I was a little, little stressed out about it. Apart from that, though, I could handle. All the other stuff. I think I probably could not have gotten up that. I, the thing is, if I had gotten myself. up, I probably could have gotten you up wrist to yeah. wrist like that guy did for me. But it was it was nice. But it was also like it was really. I I, I want to stress this. It was really nice of that dude to help. It but absolutely. I, was. But I felt like we failed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't do it on my own. Yeah. Because I'm not strong but, enough. But the place did say easy or hard, and we said, oh, hard. Well, usually, and this is like. You know, from the hiking, like the limited hiking I do, when it says hard, it means like can't take a stroller up here. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe a little further than you want to go. And the, there was a difference in the length. The The easy one was was less than a mile and the hard one was two. So we figured, oh, well, less than a mile doesn't really seem like enough, given that it was like three and a half hours to get here. 
Well, and the other thing was when we were there, it, we thought we were near the end of the thing. That was one of my, I don't know what I'd call it a full on complaint, but I had no clue how far along we were. And I thought, okay, if we turn back around, we're almost at the end. Let's just push through this. But it turns out that was maybe the halfway point. Yeah. And then when we finally got out of the thing, it was like a good two miles back down to the car, which again would have been fine if I'd known that. It was not knowing how much further we had to walk that was a little frustrating for me. And in the cave, I think it kind of was almost a good part of the experience, not knowing exactly how long it was going to be. Like that sort of mm, uncertainty, like this is not a theme park, was kind of cool. Uh, But If they put a tiny reflective sign up every mile Mm. and said one mile to go or whatever that's all i'm not saying litter the place with with horrible garbage i'm saying just a tiny like like a three inch reflective plaque that catches your light that says this way one more mile and on the the uh walk back to the car which it was a very leisurely no that was was a nice hike it just after all the walking in the cave i was done and i had no clue we come far? around the turn. We come around the next turn, and there'd be a, a clearing of trees. Like, oh, here, wait, no, that's just a clearing. Also, uh, the way you knew you were going back was they put up these um, blue diamonds, mm-hmm. um, and the if you were climbing up, it was white diamonds. So it was white diamonds to the top of the cave, and blue diamonds to the bottom, back to the car. But the sun had bleached out the blue diamonds, so mm-hmm. we kept seeing white ones. And so I was like, oh, did we take fuck. a wrong turn, and now we're going the wrong way? Am I walking us around in circles? Is this a Blair Witch situation? Yeah. Which, you know, that wasn't that wasn't super great. But, uh, you know, overall, I, I found it genuinely enjoyable. It was, I think, one of those experiences that I'm really glad that I have done, but I don't know how much I'd like to do it, like, again. I don't know that it was, like, something that I'm like, yes, this is my passion. I can't wait to get back into a cave. No, but if someone came here visiting from out of town and wanted to see it, I would now know. How long it takes to get there, which is a very long time. How long it takes to get through. Uh, I would check to see when it wasn't as crowded. Mm-hmm. I would come more prepared with like a, a, a head light this time. Like, I think I could improve the experience. Also, a maybe little gloves because I cut the shit out of my hands and wrists just because the rocks were, they weren't like sharp or anything, but you know, you're holding on to it and there's a lot of scraping and, and Yeah, all they're that. volcanic. They're jaggedy. Yeah. And um, I, I did bump my head and I got a hilarious, like uh, one of those like thumb looking uh, bumps on my head, just like Fred Flintstone, which is, I guess, apropos since, you know, I was in a cave. also pretty funny. Like it was a, yeah. it was a comedy slapstick moment. Yeah, it was. I mean, you basically had the, the Hanna-Barbera sound effect. Like there was, there was like a, a yeah. that, like most noises did not carry in the cave yeah. very well, but the sound of you, boonk, your yeah. head was abundantly clear. I could hear it from where I was no, at. No, and it's still, I'm feeling it right now. It's, it's a goose still egg. There. It is. And, you know, I didn't seriously hurt myself. There wasn't any blood or anything, so we can laugh about it. You would have laughed about it anyway. I mean, Just like yeah. that child who might have broken his leg. You're just laughing. Uh, That's show you. off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, so I believe we are now to the point where we should give this some kind of a rating. So what do you think? I would say it was a, probably a six. Like, I didn't, I don't think that I, how I think I would describe it was like, very like the experience of writing. Writing is something that I like to have done, but not something I necessarily, um, that's not true. I enjoy beginning to write. Mm -hmm. Then about halfway through, 
I'm like, oh, God, why did I get myself into this situation? Which is very much how I felt about being in the cave. I, I was really into it. And then I was like, oh, God, how much longer will this be? Can I make it to the end? Then I got to the end and I felt really good that I had done it. And now you forever can say, I have been in a cave. I have been in a cave. Uh-huh. I might do it again, um, like if someone really wanted to go. Yeah. It's definitely a two-day thing. I would not suggest trying to get there from here and do the cave and get home in one day. That would have been a long day. Yeah, we probably spent five hours in the car each way. So yeah. 10 hours in the car plus five hours in the cave and getting off the mountain. Just, oh, no. It was also uh, not expensive. No, not at all. Like we had to buy a pass for the... Uh, which was like five park. bucks, and yeah. then and parking then rent was a lantern, free. Um, which if we'd brought our own lighting, we wouldn't have even had to rent a lantern. And the lantern rental was like five bucks yeah. again, which was nothing. And so for the two of us, it was ten bucks. Yeah. It cost more in gas to get there than, than it did to actually do the thing, which was nice. Um, I would say, like, uh, and again, I didn't want to spend the whole show talking about it, but the anxiety was a, was a pretty big factor for me. So that's unfortunately going to affect my rating a little. But even with that, I would say a seven. Hmm. It was cool. It was a unique experience that I'd never done before. And there's a lot about it that I liked. I just, I, you know, th- there was, there was the terror that I'm not keen to revisit, but uh, the, the actual experience was great. Yeah. Maybe if we found someplace that was closer to home and maybe not so difficult and crowded. Right. Maybe if, if there weren't, if there were like half as many people mm-hmm. there and if I knew what I was getting into and if I had better light. Those were the things like that. Are, those are all improvable things. Also, um, there was a neat thing uh, where wind came rushing through. Oh, yeah. I have it, no idea how that happened. Me neither. Because the like the cave mouth wasn't like a big open thing. It was no. like in the like flat on the ground. No, we entered through a big hole and we eventually exited through a big hole. But through the entire thing, we were pretty much sealed in. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'd get to the top of a ridge and there would be this really strong wind come yeah. through. And it was... That felt sort of neat and magical, like I was in a Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, it was it was it was a really cool experience. Um, and yeah, like I say, I was looking at other experiences for us to do, like the smaller things, like the format that we've been wanting to do is go out and do a big thing, and then stay home and do a small thing. Yeah, like the board game or or trying a trying a weird fruit or right, something like exactly. that. Exactly, and it's too soon to try eating something again. We just mm-hmm. did that, so like, okay, well, what else is there? So I remembered uh, my friend Mark had this book or list or something. He couldn't even remember. I asked him for the source, and he couldn't remember. But it was something like rainy day activities, things to do in your house to to entertain yourself. And one of them, seriously, this was a joke with us for years, was open all the cabinets and drawers in your house and then close them again. And I, I pitched that as the thing we could do this week, and Amanda shot it down for some ridiculous for, reason. Well, I already leave all the cabinets in the house open, and I already know how much yes, I but like closing it. them is a new experience for you. Mm-mm. See, we're Leaving married. all the cabinets open in the house, 10 out of 10. Mm. It Having is to close them all behind you, 0 out of 10. Fulfilling. So it averages out to a 5. That's yeah. a dragon fruit experience. <laughs> But yeah, this time we didn't really have anything. We went through some lists of rainy day activities and they're uh, I don't want to play leapfrog in the hallway. A lot of them were like, go to this website, watch TV, play an Xbox game. Like these are, I could have thought of this on my own website. Have some math magics time. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to have to put our heads together and, uh, and really think of some of the smaller activities because we got a a great list of, of bigger things to try. 
but it's the uh, it's the smaller things. Like we don't want to just eat food every time. Yeah, most of them that we have on our list right now are, hey, we've never tried this type of food before. Let's do that. And we'll do that every once in a while, but every single time kind of locks us yeah, in. We're, we're trying an activity and a food yeah. every single time. So if if uh, you want to contact us and, and suggest something, we're, we're not going to promise at all that we're going to do what you want, especially since some of your smart asses are going to say, try to eat a donut. Yeah, I'm a diabetic, you jerk. Don't say that. Um, but uh, you, you can write to us. We don't have an official website set or a, a email set up or anything, but you can send it to podcast at algar.com. That'll get to us. That's your whole empire. Yeah. Or uh, if you catch us on uh, Twitter, you can do it that way. Yep. Uh, I'm at Algar, A-A-L-G-A-R. I'm at Renly. W. No, it's oh, it's it's not. No. I don't even know my Twitter handle. Don't follow me on Twitter. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. It's um at Renish, which is W R E N I S H. But also, don't follow me on Twitter. Fuck you. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if if you have suggestions for us, we will take them under advisement. No, we actually honestly will. And we've actually got a couple of good ones from some folks that are yeah. like. Uh, friends with us in in real life yeah Um, why don't you try this and maybe we will like we will run it by each other and it has to be something we're both interested in and not something we know we're gonna hate because we don't want it to be the here's the thing we hate and let's rag on it for an hour show also we don't want it to be the oh this is one thing that one of us really likes and the other person is obviously gonna hate because that sucks that's a shitty position for both of us to be in and that's a bad way to run a marriage much less a podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) take me to bed bath and beyond I don't want to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. Please don't make me go there. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. So next next time we will do something more in tune with what we had talked about, a big thing and a small thing. Yeah, we're going to have a brainstorms time this week. Yeah, but uh, I think that's, is that pretty much it for this time? That's pretty much it. How do we stop this show? Well, you, you have a spiel you're supposed to read. Oh, yeah, okay. So this has been a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Amanda Smith for Algar Productions and Giant Black Albatross, copyright 2017. For show notes, photos, RSS feed, and more details about us, visit we'retrying.com. Nailed it.